everybody. How you doing out there? Doug Berry here. Very good friend, Father Richard Heilman. This is the U.S. Grace Force WSFI Catholic Radio out of Chicago. Great to have you all with us out there. Uh, Father, how you doing today, my friend? Living the dream, baby. <laughs> <laughs> good, 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 yeah. Doug. So, so then you're on vacation somewhere in the Bahamas? Is that what no? But it's like? pending. My uh, my vacation is coming. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I've been getting together for uh, 37 years with the same guys. Uh, these are guys that I went to seminary with, or just from all over the country. Wow. Good friends. It's it's a lot of fun. We actually get um a, a, one of those VRBOs by in uh, Baraboo Bluffs in Wisconsin. So ah. very much looking forward to it. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, well, we are thrilled uh, as we always are to have the chance to be with the audience uh, through W Graded. This is really exciting, and we're to present this show. Uh, today, we want to talk about something very important, and Father, it's got yeah. to do with the rosary. Yeah, yeah. So this is... Oh, an, I, sorry, Father, forgive me, Father. May I interrupt? Forgive me. Yes. I just want to tell you, today is the 10th of August. We are four days away, Father, from our four-year anniversary of the U.S. Grace Wars podcast. That's right. Yeah, August was, 14th. Yep. Which day of Maximilian, Maximilian Colby. That's right. That's yeah, coming up in that, He's patron saint for Grace Wars, too. It is. So. He is. So everybody check out our U.S. Grace Force podcast. It's on our YouTube channel, U.S. Grace Force YouTube channel. But also you can find it in most normal uh, audio podcast platforms that are out there. So anyway, I wanted to let that because four years ago, we yeah. had no idea that uh, we'd still be uh, rolling. And we have done a show every week for four years. I think we've only done reruns like maybe four or five times in four years uh, that was like, you know, Christmas, New Year's type. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, we've been, by the grace of God, knocking these out. And it's been a real great uh, uh, journey. And it's always been. So anyway, so we got some big. Uh, tell us what it is, Father. Yeah. So uh, back in East, well, actually in 2015, uh, let's get as many people as we can get together. And I thought, thought maybe, well, a few hundred might join us for uh, the 5040 Rosary Novena. Now, you can you can look up the 5040 Rosary to get the history of it. It's pretty interesting. But it's it, it ended up being very very powerful. And then uh, getting ready for that, I ended up thinking, okay, what's fifty four days before the feast of Our Lady of the Rosary? And it turned out that it's exactly fifty four days from August fifteenth to October seventh, the feast of Our Lady of the Rosary. So the, the assumption to Our Lady of the Rosary. And I went, well, this is this is a call we have. So I put it out on social media. Thought maybe a couple, of, uh, no, several thousand uh, joined us. And Doug, we're up now to uh, over 70 right now that this um, spiritual war warfare campaign, we do other things during the year, but this is a big one that we've done uh, since that time together. And we are the now, if people want to join us, and then they get on our email list and get prayers and reflections in their email box, yeah. US, uh, we're the U.S. Grace Force, all right? And we got that name too from, you know, at the time they were talking about U.S. Space Force and and we were grace so much, the power of supernatural grace, and then it just came. U.S. Grace Force, let's you know. Yeah. And so that's actually the shirt I have on too. I have a USGF T-shirt on, but uh, that 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 just resonated with people. And what are we doing? We're we're training up in the art of spiritual warfare right. as well as into spiritual war campaigns. So we're actually, you know, we're like one of the military branches of the military in that way. Only we're doing supernatural warfare and. Uh, but it's been amazing, and there's all kinds of stories that go along with, um, you know, what went over the years together, and lots of miracles yeah. uh, that we've seen too. And just, you know, I believe, and I know you do, Doug, that um, when we just throw up a prayer, you know, it's, you know, God might go, because <laughs> He's a perfect dad, you know. 
a perfect is like, wait a minute now, are you serious about this? You know, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's what I think 54 days is all about, is that we're, we're literally, I'd like to say we're begging, but we're just with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, we're, we're calling out at the, in this period of time and together to unite with uh, so many people, so many souls from around the nation, actually around the world have been in this. So you can go to usgraceforce.com and find the information and find a way too that you can join the U.S. Grace Force if you'd like. We'd, please, please, please join the U.S. Grace Force. All it means is, you know, you give your name and your email and you get these emails and, you know, if it ends up being a bother, you feel like you want to go a different direction, just you can, uh, you know, unsubscribe to that anytime you want. But please, please, please join the U.S. Grace Force. And that's how you enlist. You just, you just give that information, you're in. And then you get all the information training up in the area of spiritual warfare. You get all this information and you get, and you get uh, our past, you know, every time that's, that's put out your, our podcast is sent to you. So, so usgraceforce.com and you can join that. So August 5th begins the very, very powerful uh, 54 day Rosary Novena. And it ends on October 7th. Like we said, the violated Rosary on October 7th, ask everybody to join us in a mighty prayer all at once at 3 PM central time. And you can, and we ask people to actually find a place outside if you can. If you want to do it, that's up to you. But but outside, uh, because there's something about it comes uh, uh, to two Corinthians seven fourteen. You know that ends heal our land. You know if my people come to me and they fast and they you know then I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. Is how that that scripture. We want God to heal our land, or we want to be one nation under God once again. Okay. We're calling out with a powerful intercessory prayer of Our Lady, and then we uh, do our consecration on that day again. Uh, so it's just it's a thing, thing. Please be a part of that. And then what what we do, Doug, is we while everybody around the nation is praying, we do a, in a place called we call it the Anchor, but it's uh, in on the of the nation's capital in Washington D. on October. Right, right. We're leading it from there. So please plan plan to join us. Yeah, and you know, Father, I got to say the whole mission of the U.S. Grace Force and everything that you just said about the prayer. You know, I, I know the audience who's listening right now has got to be in tune with the important prayer. You would yeah. listen to a Catholic radio station if you didn't have that already on your plate. But I also know that we all can struggle with belief and and faith in God's response to our prayer. And this, you know, we've all we've all been tested. We all, um, and there is something about that faith that 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 deep faith. And this is something I know so strong in your heart for so many years. And we've talked many in our podcast. Uh, the U.S. Grace Force podcast, and that is, you know, when people would come to Jesus and they would ask for healings or miracles of some sort, and his response oftentimes is, do you believe I can do this? And there's that something in there about where our hearts are in the belief process. And I struggle, struggles with it. You have those moments where you just think, Lord, I just don't know if you're hearing me. And you have to think, you know, when, when I think of a couple of different key stories, when the woman, uh, the hemorrhaging woman comes to Jesus, and he's coming through the crowd, and she thinks to herself, after you know, 12 years of doctors and, and all the money she has spent, as Scripture says, and it only gets worse, and she thinks, all I've got to do, she believes all I have to do is the hem of his cloak. The hem of his cloak, I just, if I do this, I know, I just know. And of course, she reaches out and does that. And I love the response, Jesus, who touched me? Who touched me? Peter and the others are, well, Lord, you know, you've got people all around you. They're, they're bumping into you. But he, he says, no, healing power has come out of me. And when the woman, you know, timidly comes forward and he talks to her and she explains this and he says to her, your faith has been your cure. Well, we know that it was his healing power 
but her belief in that is what receives it. And then you also add to that when the soldier comes, or the soldier comes to him and says, I've got a servant and he's sick. He's more like a son. And Jesus says, well, take me there. Oh, no, no. All you have to do is give the word and I know it'll be done. And our Lord even says, I have not seen faith like this in all right. of this, in all the region, all the, there's something powerful about our Lord acknowledging that the faith of these two, these, just these two, and there are so many more, because you think about even the friends that cut the hole in the roof and lowered the friend down who was paralyzed. I mean, that's the faith of the friends. Right. So, you know, there's an old saying out there, you know, have friends that would actually cut a hole in a roof and lower you into the room where Jesus is. Right. Those are the friends you want to hang out with. People have faith. There's something beautiful and powerful. And I know this is something that's very dear to your heart, Father, is believing in the almighty power of God. So right now, on the brink of potential World War III, because, you know, we just heard recently that Russia and China in a military naval exercise sailed roughly 11, I think, ships, warships near the coast of Alaska. And the U.S. launched four U.S. destroyers to basically intercede, intervene, I should say, intervene, and guide these Russian Chinese ships away from Alaska. This happened just a few days back. So we've got these moments like this, this tense sort of moment like that, and all this tension in the air. We've got disease and sickness and financial this and that, and all these things that can really drive us into a lot of discouragement. And I think what you're saying with U.S. Grace Wars, Father, and I think it's very, very providential that it comes out that you used it when you did. And then we started the podcast years ago now to encourage people, do not give up on believing in the almighty power of God. And so when you talk to this, to people about, hey, look, join U.S. Grace Force, be part of these prayer campaigns. Let's just simply get on our knees, rosary in the hand, get to adoration. Let's lift our hearts in praise and worship. Let's, let's give our souls over to keep. Very, I'll be the first to tell you, I struggle with that too. I feel intense, but I still will go to adoration. I still will pray that rosary. And this is something that I know Grace Force is out there listening. Go to usgraceforce.com. Really sign up for this. Join in this. Pray rosary and for right now. You know, and I, I don't know if you want to comment on, on what I did. I know yeah. you you love stories. And I know one of your favorite stories, and we've talked about it many times, is, is Martha and Mary. And that's another right. example of just being at the feet of Jesus. And Jesus' response is, a, yeah. she chosen the better and she'll not do this. Right. Yeah. It, uh, the U.S. Grace Force is uh, a collection of warriors. But these are, like you said, Doug, they're believing warriors. Mm -hmm. We're doing this because we believe in the supernatural power of God. Right. We believe in the, in, in the power of grace. That's why we're called the Grace Force. But Doug, too, I, it made me think while I was listening to... Uh, your beautiful comments there is um, where we just passed through another anniversary. Okay. And that was August 5th. And that's the anniversary of one of my other feast days, which is uh, actually keep image on our um, uh, challenge coin for sure. But we've gone to, to her and her image and you'll see it too with our 54 day rosary novena. But what am I talking about? It's the statue in uh, Santa Maria Maggiore, uh, St. Mary Major in Rome and it's actually uh, Father Calloway's favorite statue. It's mine, too. Uh, favorite image of Mary in all the world. This beautiful statue was created. And uh, the time, I think it was Pope Pius the, the I, I can't remember exactly, is one of the numbers, 11th or something like that. I, anyways, he commissioned this to be done during World War One and asked to put, but but it's an amazing image of Our Lady. She acting there with Our Lord in her, in, in her hand. She's down, and her hand is up almost in blessing, but it's also meant to say, stop, you know, just stop the war. 
Um, but it's the other significance of that date. So it's the dedication of the, of the uh, Basilica of St. Mary Major on August 5th. Is this past August 5th with the fourth anniversary of the news that came out of the Pew Research report that us point we are down to only 30% of self-professed Catholics who believe that's anymore. Right. And I I I I was I was in shock myself when I thought so one of the things up is take us up. This will get us going. And then I remember Bishop Barron, he put up a video too, where he was alarmed by that. And he put up a, a video sounding the alarm bells about that. But Doug, as a like, very little else was done. And in fact, and here's, uh, you know, me and dates, Doug, here's what <laughs> almost exactly two months later. And it was on the veil of Our Lady the Rosary. And so October 6th, on that day, okay, there, there were, um, wait, there, I'm going to see the first one. The, and we saw images, whatever they were doing, uh, is something you can say, but what they what the optic was is worshiping a pagan idol. Yeah, and they did it in the Basilica of Saint Peter's, which were steps away from the bones of Saint. And uh, and, and that alarmed people. It, it at least had the optics of that. And in fact, parts of the world people thought, okay, good, green light. We're worshiping idols now, and this was in Catholic churches and other part of the world. But it sent out that message. But um, and I remember Monson put a video up shortly after that. He said, here's what he said, Doug. He said, listen, this is, and uh, we need to pray. We need to repent because God usually does after we go into uh, worshiping pagan idols is he sends a play. Mm -hmm. Now, Doug, this was October 6, 2019. We didn't know anything about COVID. No. Then we found out later that cell phone activity had gone out in the Wuhan lab October 7th to like October 24th or whatever it was, and indicating that something, some event happened on October 6th. Found out a month later, it was finally reported that Sister Agnes, who had the original uh, 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 of uh, our, our Lady in 1970, the year of Roe v. Wade, never had one since then, okay, a message from Our Lady, until, wait for it, October 6, 2019. The same day, the pagan the plague was released. Our Lady says, and this is all she says through Agnes Sisagawa, uh, put on ashes and pray a repentance. Okay? Now, put on ashes, she was calling to do the Nineveh thing. The people, remember Jonah was yeah. was saying, you got to repent, got to repent. Um, and they did. And God relented in his punishment. So... God, I feel that place right now. You named it, you named it just right. That we've lost a sense of the supernatural power of God. We've lost our belief in miracles. I had this discussion with some recently, and we were talking about that. And what attracted the original Christians? Well, they wanted to see what miracles going on. You know? yeah. And they wanted to come out and see the supernatural. Then they stayed for the words, okay? And I think we've gotten in a place, Doug, where our church um, almost seemed to get embarrassed by the whole idea of miracles. And then we get in the word, and, and no, I'm, the word is natural too. I don't know about you, but when I read the, the scripture, I start to hear from the Holy Spirit to anointed. So that there is that, but but it, it got it got almost a, a place where they were embarrassed of Mary, they were embarrassed of devotions, they were embarrassed, and people believed in miracles, and that's what we passed through, Doug. And you know what? We passed through. We have passed through the hundred years of Satan, and that's what he did, Doug. Is he got us convinced 
that there's no such thing as the supernatural power of God. That's why we need the United States Grace Force right now. We need people to rise up and say, oh yeah, there is the power of supernatural grace, and it is more powerful than Satan. See, he's winning right now. He's not going to win ultimately, but he's winning right now because we dropped our battle armor, we dropped our battle weapon, and we're naked on the battlefield. And, and he's just laughing at us and, and waltzing in and having his life right now. So that's why, Doug, we need to believe natural power. We need to unite. Okay, we need to unite. I, and that's something, too, that's come to me, too, lately, Doug, is that um, we get caught we, because we're strong in our faith and we believe what Scripture says. and We believe what uh, the sacred tradition says. So divine revelation. We believe that. We're called devices for, divisive for that. We're not divisive. We are uniting. We're calling people to unite, but where? At the foot of the cross. Uni I'm actually going to have a t-shirt made, kind of like this one. Big unite word, and then at the bottom, at the foot of the cross. Nice. Doug, that's where we need to unite. And that's why joining something like the U.S. Grace Force, and let's pick those supernatural weapons and armor, and let's go into battle. Right, my, my friend? Oh, absolutely. And I, and I would say a, a major part of the U.S. Grace Force and, and everything just talk about is the fact that it's a, it's a coalition of people. It's a group of people. And and if we don't understand by now that God, he calls us to encourage one another, to lift each other, to 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 rally together, to to join in that uniting that you just talked about. Um, anybody out there who's listening knows you've had those moments where you just feel like you're alone. You feel abandoned. You know, so you might have even heard those words in prayer, you know, Lord, why I mean our Lord Himself says this hanging from or hanging on the cross, the people at the foot of the cross hear him say this, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? And this is something, you know, when I would do the passion meditation, which I did the one man passion for, you know, 20 plus years. And, you know, I would, I would recount many of the final words of Jesus and that statement right there, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And then I would talk to the crowd, you know, in the character there and basically say, who has not cried this out? Who has not felt this at one moment or another? And yet something like the Grace Force is an effort to try to rally people together from all over the world, because we have Grace right. Force members not just in the U.S., they're they're from, from so many places. And this is something that you find people are looking for more right now in some ways than ever before, is this community of support so that we don't lose these very, very integral pieces of who we are. And that means really our faith, our hope. And so there is something very providential about something like the Grace Force at this time. And you know, and others out there that are doing similar things, maybe, but you know, focusing on Grace Force since that's you know what we do here, and really trying to rally people, encourage people, lift people. And there's so much deception, so much misdirection, we'll call it out there. And right now there are, you know, and I maybe we don't want to get into the details. There are reports coming out of World Youth Day of things that had taken place that have really, really kind of taken a let's call it a left turn uh in in toward the blessed sacrament in you know, just different things that really lower the dignity of the priesthood. You know, there's different things out there. And I don't want to come out negative, negative about that. Say that I know that there are listeners out there who know that this has happened. And we wonder where the comments are from church officials or leaders to say, hey, this was wrong. This shouldn't have been, you know, this should not, this isn't always how priests should behave or how the blessed sacrament should be, you know, um, uh, you know, um, exposed to people so people can have adoration moments and such. We need to elevate the reverence, elevate the dignity of the priesthood, of the sacraments, of the truth of Jesus. And these are things that we try to do through Grace Force. And, you know, those coast-to-coast event, I got to say, I, I, I cannot tell you, I mean, I've been out of D.C. with you, started doing it. Yep. It's always almost chilling. You're right there in the seat of governmental power 
for the United States. Right. We're right there in front of the Capitol building uh, on those grounds and people just going left and right, passing right by while we're all there praying the rosary, knowing that there are people praying the rosary at the same time all over the world. This is something that cannot be denied, that there's some power in this. Now, I'll say a couple things. One is it's easy, I think, sometimes to get all excited about these moments, and then we pray, we have those moments, and then they pass, and then I think people sometimes are thinking, well, we're waiting for, for that something to happen, right? When is it going to happen? When is God going to really make things clear? It can be discouraging. You can kind of fall into the kind of burnout, if you will of I'm praying, 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 but I'm not seeing, seeing, seeing. And that can be discouraging people. And we have to do the faith and realize that God is doing something. He never ignores our prayer. And here we sit, and I know, Father, you've talked a lot about the fact that we're in a Eucharistic revival right now. I mean, what are your thoughts on the fact that we're in this Eucharistic revival time period at a time when things in the world are kind of spiraling in crazy directions, and we've got movements like Rosary Coast to Coast um, and so many great faithful people uh, even like through WSFI Catholic Radio here, who are really working hard to get this message out. But during this Eucharistic revival year, Father, this time that we're in, your thoughts on on that? Well, I, I do, I, I'm urging to hear the Holy Father uh, talk of the importance of adoration recently. So that's, I I, th- I actually think this moment in time, adoration's very big. And I say that because, what, you know, we're passing through this period called the Eucharistic revival. And again, I got my hopes up and I was at, what we would do, Doug, is um, we would go back and look at the documents of Vatican II together as a church and see what the uh, the part in there, Sacrosanctum Concilium, on the liturgy actually called for us to do. We would look to having the Mass do that because uh, so much happened after the Council. Um, and what they did, Doug, and I, I know I'm probably not telling any of our listeners anything new, but I just want to reiterate is um is and, and here's as I look back on it now and we're using terms like woke uh, these days religious uh after the council was over and the bishops went home I think um they took control and they used the term right spirit of Vatican II yes, yes it's not it's not in the documents but here's the spirit and they put in their little wish list of everything that they wanted to do that actually wasn't asked for in Sacrosanctum Concilium. In, in the documents of Vatican II. And this went a long way, Doug. I just got done talking about the 100 years of Satan and how we lost that sense of the supernatural, that belief, as you put so well. You know, do you believe I could do that, Jesus said? Well, do we? Do you believe that that the, the, the that piece of bread on the altar becomes body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord? Do you, you know? Well, maybe, you know, I used to say, Doug, too, is that when you go in a church, beautifully adorned church, you know, where um, high altars and, and stained glass windows and, you know, uh, beautiful sanctuary, everything. What happens to you when you walk in through those doors? And mm. this is the way I put it, Doug, your voice starts going like this. It, it does, yeah. Yes, because why? Because all of that sacred beauty, okay, predisposes our soul to be wide open to receive the supernatural power of God and to believe that there is such a thing as our Eucharistic Lord. And so sacred beauty, sacred music, sacred um, work. What happened after two? Stripped it all out. And because why? We're woke. Because see, our generation was born. We know better. Okay. And every generation before 
was God love them. You know, they, they weren't in the age of science like we are. Okay. But they just didn't know better. And they, and so they believed in all this superstitious nonsense, right? That was right. what they would refer to it. Uh, we're, we're better than that now. And Doug, it's as if they were just, they were Satan's useful idiots. They, <laughs> they did his bidding because uh, once that happened, then we, what helped us to open up and believe, okay? It made, it made it harder. Now, granted, the percent are hanging on, right? That believe in the Eucharist right now, but 70% yeah. no longer believe in, in that supernatural, no longer believe that that's God on that altar right now. And so here we are, we're in the Eucharistic revival, and I don't see us moving in the direction of what I call purifying the Novus Ordo. In other words, make it what Sacra Sanctum Concilium wanted it to be, not what folk liturgists who use Spirit of Vatican II did to it afterwards, okay? Yeah. I don't see any movement whatsoever. In fact, those who are trying to do that are being punished for doing it. So I think adoration is not, because adoration, that wasn't changed uh, since Vatican mm -hmm. Go ahead, Doug. Yeah, I, I, everything you're saying, I agree 100%. And I'll add this, that with this Spirit of Vatican II idea, and we tear out high altars, and we tear out statues, and we put these big kind of bizarre-looking mosaic images. and kind Yeah, of in conference centers we call churches. Exactly, yeah. yes. And and like you said, there's some senses that God has created us with. You know, man, woman have been created with senses, smell, sight, sound. You walk in, and the smell of incense, for example, the beautiful art, it just does something within, and it affects the spirit of the individual. There's something yes. that just is so drawn to that. We know this because if you take any horror movie, you take a scary movie, a horror movie, and you turn the sound down and watch the scene that's supposed to be a scary scene, it changes dramatically the way you're affected by it. Go one step further. Play circus music during the horror scene. So you see, you know, that camera pans to the door, path to the person. Don't open the door. Don't open the door. You know what's behind the door. The, the, the bad guy or the creature, the monster. And in the background, you're hearing... Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Right away, you're not scared. Right, sounds, right. sights, smells, matter. these things, they matter. They affect yeah. us deeply. So yeah. the so-called spirit of Vatican II, what did it do to lift us? But the way it was supposed to be, I love the way you, you call it the purified Novus Ordo. You know, I love, like in your last parish, you would have, you had the high altar, you had 10 to 12 altar boys, the communion rail. The, and I remember you saying once that the first thing you did when you took over that parish was, was you changed the music. And by changing the music, that was one of the first steps that adjust something and order yeah. the hearts of the people in the church. Yeah. But we're built this way. We're sight, smell, sound. You can't deny that. I would add this too, um, in referencing the world youth, they are floating around out there on the internet. And I say this, looking at a picture doesn't tell us exactly what happened. Okay. But if the picture is authentic of these large plastic containers and they're said to be holding or to have held consecrated hosts, our blessed Lord, in these plastic containers with a candle on each side. I saw several pictures of this on a table, eight-foot folding table, it looks like, with a, with, a, with, a, with a white tablecloth on it. And then there's a plant. In one picture, it looks like a cactus of some sort or something sitting to the side. Another picture, they're sitting on top of plastic containers, it looks like, with candles and then you see several teenagers, like three or four of them, kneeling in front of it. Now, this implies that this is a moment of adoration, and this is what we're being told. Okay, if that is legitimate, and those pictures are authentic, that is not 
absolutely not a a proper way for our Lord. It's just not beautiful. It doesn't elevate. It doesn't raise dignity. So again, if these pictures are authentic and this is actually what they did, I would say we've got a serious problem on our hands to put mildly. If you take the Blessed Sacrament and you put that Blessed Sacrament in a beautiful monstrance with the candles, with the beautiful around it, the monstrance compared to the plastic container will change instantly in the heart of any common sense individual a perception of what's going on. Right. You cannot deny this. I don't care who you are. You cannot deny this is the way a human being is. Yep. We need to be stepping much more towards that ever area of reverence and yep. raising that dignity reverence in every circumstance that comes to our Lord. We're, and like you said, with adoration, we can do that if we take proper steps. We're mere mortals, and we need help in other words, to get predisposed, to open up to these kinds of things. Here's the image I, I use, uh, and often with my servers too, Doug. I said, we, you know, I have been to a uh, uh, gravesite service with a, the honor guard there right, because right. the the one who was fallen was a hero, was was in the military, and so they honor him. Well, what, what do they honor him with, Doug? You know, they had their 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 glorious suits on, and 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 they're trained and not even have a thread showing, or you know, I mean, it's just perfect. And then they have, you know, their 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 sword cocked in just as, just the right way. And then they march in absolute unison with each other, you know, like synchronized swimmers or something like that. But yes. but but what do they do? And then then the fold of the flag and everything is in glorious unison. Why? Because honoring that fallen hero, that fallen hero deserves that. Because to everybody who who is looking on is is they go, oh yeah, that is a hero. It, 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 so it helps us mirror more. So you see yeah. what I'm saying? We do that for fallen heroes, but, you know, that's old-fashioned to do it in the church with the, the liturgy, yeah. you know, to, to use precision, things like precision or, you Rigid. know, beautiful vestments and things like that, Rigid. because that's old That's old school. You know, <laughs> and, and again, this woke yeah. liturgist thing that we passed through uh, did a lot, a lot of damage to our church. And and it and it brought us to the point where so many people aren't going to church because you go to church and you're just kind of having fun and you're there with a non-government organization and doing nice things. That's great, you know. But you know, I don't have to really be here to. to I'm gonna throw a few bucks later on. I can sleep in in the morning. You know what I mean? You, you can see the tone of my voice. It's kind of yeah. like you get real nonchalant. You get careless. You know, you, and it's, it brought it brings that place instead of that awe and wonder of God, right? Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. And, you know, the fact that you just ended what you said with awe and wonder of God, you know, and, you know, as, you know, mere humans, mere mortals, you know, these beautiful sights, smells, senses, they elevate us to something that's more trendy, you know, and that's what did at Mass when you brought sacred music in. For anybody out there wondering, gosh, what do we do in our parish? What do we do in our home life to really try to raise dignity and elevate things that are important? Start by affecting the senses, the things that you have around your walls, your environment, your sights, your smells, your sound. And there is a lot to be said even about taking care of ourselves as human beings. You know, when we take care of ourselves and present ourselves, even Jesus says, you know, wash your hands, comb your hair, you know, wash your face. You present yourself in a way that says there's dignity here. Elevate the dignity. You know, take care of your health, take care of your soul, take care of the environment. These are beautiful things that are important. But you take this to the church and you 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 walk in, like you said, I love you say this because you've done this on our podcast before. You know, for anybody out there, go check out US Grace Force Podcast, our YouTube channel, and 
on all of your normal audio podcast platforms that are out there. Um, and you can and find it at usgraceforce.com too. Usgraceforce.com. Go out to yeah. usgraceforce.com. But it's so absolutely true that you walk in churches, like your, your old church in, in Pine Bluff, St. Mary's. I would walk in there, Father, when I would come up to visit you, and I would come into the church, and right, there's something that overtakes you. Right. Because because the, the spirit is connected to the body. You cannot deny this. Right. God has not separated like that. So we have to realize that these, these physical elements, these sensual elements are so key and so important to focus on. Yeah. Um, and, and everybody can do this. We can start even today with, with a couple simple things by just change. I was telling, I would tell my kids this, just change the music, right? If you're, if you're having a bad day, your mood is down. Maybe it's what you're listening to, what you're watching, change the music, pick something that's a little more uplifting. Okay. Same concept with reverence. Okay. Struggling with understanding reverence and truth and beauty. You got to change your environment, change the music a little bit, change the images around you, and that can do a lot to move you the right direction. And we got on this topic too, which I love, uh, because uh, what we're paying, we're getting together starting next Tuesday, August 15th, with tens of thousands, maybe 100,000 or more, uh, with the NovenaForNation.com. And here's, here's, the, um, here's the petition. I got, I got it memorized. Uh, I hope I do. <laughs> May, may the church uh, and the country find hope as we unite at the foot of the cross. All of this is, is Doug, is saying that, no, we don't want to go the way of the world. We right. don't want to worship gods, okay? But we don't by the falsehood of the world. Right, Doug, there's a movement that has taken charge because they own and operate all the sources of influence right now. Oh, yeah. That is absolutely betraying God uh, and, and what God's will is. It's almost like, okay, let's let's think of a new God likes. So let's do this, over, you know? And it, and they call that woke too because it, that actually gets back to the Garden of Eden. Over there, you will become God's selves, okay? So now superior to God. You'll become gods yourself, and you'll decide what's right and wrong. That's what gets in that pride, that original sin of pride, gets in people like, ooh, 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 okay, all those uh, deplorable Catholics, traditional Catholics that the FBI was going after, yes. uh, maybe is, uh, but all of, all of them, they don't know as like we do, like our scientific people do. Uh, but here's the, and I've been saying, here's, the, here's where the battle is, Doug, it's woke versus wisdom. You know, it's woke versus wisdom. And what we have is the wisdom of understanding, here's the will of God, and here's the way God wants to do it. And all that comes uh, through the power of supernatural grace. Once we unite ourselves to that power of supernatural grace. You know, Doug, you were talking about this stuff at the, uh, the uh, youth conference um, yeah, World in Portugal. Day. And uh, one of our friends, who's very well known, I won't give his name right now, but he asked me this morning, about fed up. But he was uh, talking the LGBTQRST uh, mass up there, and uh, and anyways, the, the people that were protesting during the mass uh, are uh, maybe up for a year in jail, and it's it's, it's so bad. And here I said in response, I said, "Sin is being rewarded. Courage is being punished. Fear is the weapon used to silence leaders. Silence has become the norm, mm. and that's where we are, Doug. And so Good. I think what we need to pray for more than anything else." We got we to we got to reclaim ground. Yeah. And how are we going to do that? We're going to have to get, get more courageous. You need it, okay? I mean, it, it, people are getting killed, persecuted. A lot of priests are are being uh, canceled and punished. And but why? Because 
the voice of those who oppose God is stronger, more aggressive, it's louder than those on our side who I think are afraid. Um, and frankly, too, I think our sin uh, is is uh, is just going, to, like I always say, going shopping and golf. We don't care enough. Yeah. We're not speaking out enough. You know, we're not getting in the fray enough. Uh, and we're wondering, why isn't anybody else doing it? You do it. You do what God's calling you to do, and you get behind you have the of these people that are being canceled and per persecuted by their own mates. That's the way I put it. You know, it's it's enough if if your enemy's coming after you. Okay, that's going to happen. But when your own teammates are are, are chasing, yeah. uh, that's when it gets tough. Yeah, so it, it's fire. time. Yeah. It's time. And so I I just think this particular year, yes, we've been doing this for a few years, but it's there's a buildup right now, Doug, and I think this time. Uh, August 15th to October 7th, along with the uh, Rosary Coast to Coast, October 7th at 3 p.m. that day, and then the National Rosary Rally that anchors that whole thing. Uh, at the, If people can come out to Washington and join us, that'd be awesome. Yeah. But that's at, uh, that at 4 p.m. Eastern time, but 3 p.m. Central and nation's capital. So, Well, and, uh, you know, and on that point, we I really want to encourage people to listen to the current episode of our U.S. Grace Force podcast with Monsignor Charles Pope title of it about, you know, we, we basically address this final, um, you know, trial that's coming right. that will shake the faith of many. And this is a this is a quote from the Catechism of the Catholic Church, paragraph 675, that there will be this trial that will shake the faith of many. And we, we, we discussed this with Monsignor Pope about the times that we're in. Is this do we think this could be? Is this a trial? We're not talking about Jesus. And look the synod on synodality. Yeah, synod yeah, on synodality. Yeah. Um, and, and there are several... Shaking, talk about shaking your faith. Exactly. And there are several, uh, call them alleged, I call them arm-length um, messengers that say they're, they claim they're receiving messages from God right now. They arm's-length only because anything that has not been approved by the church, but has not been found to be contradictory to the deposit of faith, listen to, pray about, vet carefully, discern carefully, take with a certain grain of salt, but maybe listen, pay attention to some, certain pieces of it. And there are there are some messages saying that October is a month of, they're saying, convergence. What does this mean? That in the month of October, there will be kind of slow unfolding of series of events or things or something, not being so specific, I don't know for sure, that will start to move things in ways that point to some of the prophecies that have come from heaven. Now, is that vague and ambiguous? Somewhat, because we want to be careful about it. But you line that up with, as you said, we know the Senate on synodality. We know that there are things happening in governments and in the world. These are very serious times. But remember this, just recently there was a priest, we heard about him, this father, is it Beard, I believe, who passed yeah. away recently from the car accident. 50 or so years old, gave a great homily. His last homily several days before that was recorded was very, very strong on standing before God and divine judgment and loving God or or rejecting God was very- Getting off the fence. Getting off the fence. Yeah, it was a great homily. Yeah. And then a couple of days later, he dies in a car accident. So we can be thinking of October, yes, but we also know that God can call us to him at any moment. But most of us aren't going to be called at any moment. Most of us are going to be here in October. And we need to be thinking, okay, I'm going to do something here. We don't know. But I wanted to address it briefly simply because there are a lot of people out there who are hearing about this. There are videos out there, and I've had some comments, you know, from some of my BR Coalition members have, you know, commented or posted on this on our BR Coalition page. And I just want to encourage people to be cautious about things we don't know. 
We don't want to start pinpointing times and dates. That's always a, a dangerous thing to do. But the times themselves, as you've said, Father, are speaking very clearly reality of what we're dealing with. And we don't really need some of those prophecies to point to the fact that things are pretty messed up in some ways. But in that, I got I to end with some encouragement here. This is when God raises up great heroes, great saints, and he wants to do that with all this time for a reason. And God wants to do amazing things with this. And you and I always talk about the importance of cooperating with guys, you know, saying yes in on wonder and letting him use us as instrument. And this is a key time for us thinking just simply that. How do I cooperate with your grace, Lord, right now at this time to be that instrument of hope and peace and truth in this world and bring beauty and holiness? Because the world is starving for that more than ever, you know, in our modern times, at least, it seems more than ever before. You know, Doug, I mentioned earlier about the people of Nineveh, and it, it's, it, and I actually was, you know how you get a strong ink from the Holy Spirit is to speak to you, and I can never be 100% sure, uh, but some things come so strong, and it was up, Doug, to July 31st in the Feast of St. Ignatius, and I had on, um, like, business card size, put them in the penitent side of a confession ago, I started doing this, but one of my favorite prayers, and it's called the Prayer of Surrender, mm. and I actually fell all this year to make as many of these uh, business card sides card. So I'm going to hold one up. So if people are viewing, they can see it. But there it is, the the prayer of surrender. Uh, but it, it's a beautiful prayer. And I'd like if I could to pray it right now. But I, I think that's the place we're called to be. Uh, and you put it so, so well, Doug, uh, it is to be careful of the sin of omission. Mm -hmm. You know, we've been been born into these times. These are tough, challenging times. Um, and there's a, a violent uh, battle against God and His will going on right now, and and what are we going to do about it? Well, the first thing we need to do is to surrender to the will of God. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pray this. Right. It goes, take Lord and receive all my liberty, my memory, my standing, and my entire will, all I have, I uh, and call my own. You have given all to me, to you, Lord. I return it. Everything is yours. Do with it what you will. Give me only your love and your grace. This is for me. It's a beautiful prayer. In. You know, it's putting on that sackcloth and ashes and just getting on your knees and repenting and saying, I, I don't know what to do. Use me however you want. Give me your love. Give me your grace. It's all I need. And let me do your will to the best of my ability. And if we can do that, and so please unite with us. Let's, let's, let's unite. Unite at the foot of the cross. But let's do it this way for our 54-day rosary novena starts uh tuesday august 15th uh, go to usgraceworks.com how to sign up and part of that you know father i know we only have a minute or two left um but i also want to encourage people um the times are 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 tricky and they're challenging they're difficult and we've got grounds in our concerns and there's a lot of confused kind of looking in the middle i'm trying to find who do we listen to um i would just recommend to people when you're out and about drown running errands going here or there just take five minutes and stop in the door and go to adoration um, get yes. your rosary prayed, get to adoration, get to yes. the segments, try to get the mass throughout the week if you can. Um, you know, leads are going to be confusing at times. There, there are a handful of really great priests like yourself, Father, that are out there trying to preach the truth and guide and lead. And there's very few bishops, it seems, that are actually public enough to do that as well. But we all know just being on our knees before Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament, even if the parish isn't amazing, even if the pastor isn't amazing, let's not do that and judge that, bash that. Let's on our knees before Jesus and do the, the Martha moment or Mary, forgive me, Mary, where Mary stays at the feet of Jesus and Jesus says she will not be denied because right. she's chosen the better portion.
and let's have that faith and confidence that he will do something in those moments. And his, his time right now might be simple, everybody. I got this covered. I need you to step up when I call you to, but be ready to be ready. Yep. to. And Mary even knows the, what Jesus called the unum necessarium, the one thing necessary. And there she was at the feet of Jesus in adoration. Amen. So yeah, it's great stuff. Looking for a, a, a wrap it up.